Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. To quote Shakespeare, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and then there's the host of our show. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast dedicated to all things pipe-smoking all around the world. I am your host, Brian Levine, and it is counting down till Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait, and ooh, guess what? I'm going to be off for two full weeks of work, two full weeks away from work, so... Later on in the show, I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that I'm going to be doing during my time off and some things that you can do if you've got some time, some extra time now around the holidays or if you've got some time where you need to get away. Some great ideas for that. In Pipe Parts, I'm going to pontificate a little bit about what I call the magic bowl or the happy smoke or whatever you want to call it. We'll talk about that. My guest... We're going back to the women. We're going to Nicole Stout. Nicole's a regular listener of the show. Met her and her husband, Chris, at several pipe shows, so we're going to talk to her. And Hey, guess what? If you don't like uh, women as pipe smokers, you probably don't want to be buying a General Motors car right now either since they appointed a woman as the CEO. Uh, mailbag later on. Music specifically part of the holiday season i'll touch on a little bit of the holiday traditions so we're gonna jumble this show around and rant at the end all that coming up in a uh, december edition of the pipes magazine radio show everybody got all their christmas shopping done uh we're not doing as much christmas shopping this year because we're taking a five-day probably the last family vacation we'll take is four of us my son's 21 daughter 16 Son's almost uh, ready to graduate from college, so it'll probably be the last family time where just the four of us can get together. And after spending five days on a cruise ship together, it might be the last time we want to be together, but we'll find out. Anyway, and yes, I've already checked on the smoking policies on the ship, and I'll report back to that Oh, a couple weeks from now. So, All right, everybody, let's get the show rolling. Sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. Here we go. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> in fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. 
This is Sean Connery, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Who's going to save you now, Junior? Welcome back. All right, so I played the Sean Connery bit because I've been re-watching the... Uh, uh, the Indiana Jones movies and listening to the director stuff. And it, we had some fairly rough weather around here the last couple of weeks. So I've been hiding inside at night and spent some time on Sunday watching football and that. But here's what happens to me occasionally when I'm working on something, like if I'm writing a letter or an email or I'm sitting down with a book or I'm sitting down with a movie and I pack my pipe and I get it loaded and I get going, I get one of those magical pipefuls where the pipe is packed perfectly, the pipe and the tobacco match my mood exactly, and I may be sitting there and next thing I know, 30 minutes has gone by and I'm still puffing away on the pipe, but I'm really not aware of it. So I'm wondering if that happens to other people as well. I'm also trying to figure out a way to track that and recreate it. Uh, I remember in particular during parts of the interview with Mike Sull, I was puffing on my pipe and listening to him, and next thing I knew, five, six minutes had gone by, and I was pretty sure I knew what he had said and what we'd talked about, but I had gotten lost in the moment. And those magical pipefuls, I think, is one of the one of the ultimate goals of pipe smoking. I think it's something that all of us as pipe smokers enjoy. It's finding that right time where you're just completely zoning out and you're able to just shut everything out and that pipe helps take you into a whole different place where you kind of forget about what's going on. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen while you're driving because yes, I do smoke my pipe while I'm driving, but it helps ease the, uh, ease the travel time, helps make traffic a whole lot more tolerable. But I'm wondering, is there something, is there some way to track when the magic bowl is going to happen? I don't think so. Is there some way to practice packing the pipe to get to that magic bowl? No. I think it's a perfect timing of all things coming together as one magic moment. And it just helps take you to that next place. Now, I thought I'd also talk a little bit. I'd ask for some people to uh, send in their Christmas uh, Christmas uh, traditions with pipes. Mine is very similar to some others. I have this one gorgeous Meerschaum pipe, and I take it out on Christmas morning, and I'll smoke that pipe maybe twice during the day. I tend to smoke that pipe maybe four or five times during the year, but it's a big bowl. And I look forward to that pipe coming out. And uh, one of the other things we'll do is we'll watch the uh, Disney parade that is on on Christmas morning. And I'll kind of smoke that pipe all the way through the day. And then as the evening wears on, I'll switch off to another pipe. Because after about two bowls through it, I'm a little, uh, little leery of it. And I don't want it to get too hot or get too wet. Zachary Hudgens emailed and says, Hi, Brian. I've been enjoying the show very much. Thank you. I heard that you wanted some holiday pipe traditions. My favorite tradition is to smoke my Peterson 2010 Christmas pipe every year during the holidays and always on Christmas Day. I got that pipe as a Christmas gift in 2010, and it's one of the most cherished pipes that I own. 
I keep it locked away all year and get it out just for the holidays too. So it is almost like opening it again for the first time when December rolls around. Thanks much for all you do with the radio show. It is one of the highlights of my week. Happy holidays to you and your family. Sincerely, Zach in Virginia. Zach, thank you very much. Yeah, that's, listen, that's, um, that, that's great. You're able to hold off on that pipe because if it's one of my favorites, I'd want to have it out all the time. Uh, Scrap Huntington, and this is coincidental because this, the music had nothing to do with it, but Scrap writes in, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. So I'm a punk rock tattooed pipe smoking body piercer from and works in a big guitar shop in downtown San Francisco. Anyhow, my Christmas pipe tradition is sitting under the three-story Christmas tree in the Bank of America Plaza downtown here in San Francisco while listening to Twisted Sister Christmas. I love that album. We played some last week. This year I'll be enjoying some best of show and holiday spirit out of my Savinelli and Suge. Thanks for the awesome show. So he's already got two different tobaccos and two different pipes picked out and the place to go. All right, in just a minute we'll get Nicole on and later on a couple more holiday traditions, mailbag, music, rant, all that coming up. Stay with us. This is Internet Radio. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn. Or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented Perfect Match system. Try it at SutliffTobacco.com. Go to SutliffTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show a pipe smoker, Pipes Magazine radio show listener, pipe show attendee, and lady, Nicole Stout. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. How are you this evening? Uh, it's cold enough, thanks. Uh, however, <laughs> you are in northern Kentucky, correct? Correct. So I will have some northern Kentucky warm-up juice. Like planned. <laughs> yes, okay, there we go. All right, so besides the fact that I've told everybody that you are female, you are also a pipe smoker, and I'm interested in the woman's perspective on pipe smoking. So when did you start smoking a pipe? I actually began smoking a pipe in January of 2013. So I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary this year. Uh, any, any special pipes for your anniversary? No. Um, I haven't thought that far ahead, but that's a really good idea. What, what prompted you to try a pipe for the first time? 
Well, um, I have actually smoked cigars for about two years, and um, my husband, Chris, um, had gotten into pipe smoking and, and had been smoking a pipe for quite a while, and uh, I just wanted to see what it was like. It seemed really relaxing and interesting and, and different, and so I figured I would give it a try. Was there any hesitation in the first time when you picked up a pipe? Oh, of course. I was completely afraid that I was going to ruin the pipe <laughs> or I was going to mess something up. So, yeah, um, from that aspect, I was I was worried I was going to do it wrong or something like that. But it, it actually went perfectly fine. Slightly embarrassing when you first did it? Did you... Uh... I mean, did, did you kind of turn away and hide, or were you just wide out in the open and Chris helped you out? Uh, Chris helped me out. Um, he ended up packing the bowl for me. He showed me exactly how to pack it and went through the entire process. Um, then explained to me the next bowl I would have to pack on my own. And we actually were um, outside in our backyard, so it was kind of a nice, quiet evening. The sun was setting, that type of situation, so it was really enjoyable. No pressure. So what was the first pipe you smoked? Uh, the first pipe was a Savinelli dry system pipe, and it was with Lane 1Q. Um, but um, it was definitely more interesting trying different blends as, as we move forward from that point. So, Now, I'm sorry, maybe I missed it, but how long had Chris been smoking a pipe at that point? Uh, at that point, I would say probably at least two years. Okay, so he had some experience. Possibly. Some knowledge, and he was able to mm -hmm. kind of guide you. Yes. Based off of your thoughts before you lit up and smoked the pipe, what was what was different about it once you actually did it? What surprised you? Um, I will say what surprised me. I I kept making a comparison with cigars, um, and and smoking a cigar versus smoking a pipe, and I was actually surprised how much it really wasn't necessarily puffing per se. Um, you always see people smoking a pipe and you assume that they're puffing on the pipe with all the smoke coming out. And, and that I think was one of the biggest surprises is the draw and how it's not just a puff, 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 it's a very slow and, and relaxing process. And you, you started out with one cue. Did you stay mm -hmm. with aromatics for a while? No. Um, I started with one cue. Um, following that, I tried the, uh, Peterson's 2011, um, holiday blend. And then Cairo was my first non-aromatic, which um, I moved through them pretty quickly. Not that I was necessarily bored with Lane 1Q, but I wanted to see what the differences were and the things that I could taste with the different types of tobacco. And, and that's the part that also interests me a lot, is, is what I could get out of a certain blend or a certain type of tobacco. So that was fun. Have you kind of settled into one style or the other that you like, or are you still able to dabble between the different between the different styles of tobaccos? Oh, I definitely still dabble. Um, I, I can't say that I necessarily have a favorite goat blend that I go to all the time. Um, I kind of equate it to um, food. Sometimes mm -hmm. you feel like a comfort food, and sometimes you feel like something that's crisp and refreshing. So I think depending upon my mood or what I want out of the experience will sort of drive what I go towards. Um, but recently it's been... Um, sampling more things like Aramore, Advanced, Squadron Leader, Falcon Sobrani, that type of thing. When did you actually pick out a pipe for yourself? Um, the first pipe I picked out, um, I've been frequenting our local pipe shop with Chris um, for at least over two to three years now. And uh, after I'd started smoking, um, I kept 
it was right around maybe two or three months later was uh, St. Patrick's Day. And I kept getting drawn to the St. Patrick's Day pipe at uh, the pipe shop. And it was a, uh, <clears throat> a Peterson XL90. And I kept looking at it, and I'd pick it up every time we went in, and I'd check it out. And I just kind of think, you know, maybe maybe that could be my first pipe. Um, and then sure enough, St. Patrick's Day came, and I ended up having that gifted to me as my first pipe from Chris. <laughs> is there? It was, it was kind of fitting. Is there something that draws you to one pipe over the others, or is it shape? Is it color, style? Um, I think shape, feel is, is definitely part of it. Something that feels comfortable in my hand that I can can see sitting there with and, and smoking. Um, I definitely don't like heavier pipes. Um, I like something that'll be just really easy and, and a nice slow smoke. Um, but recently, um, I did pick up a Batson, which is not necessarily something that I would think I would have been drawn to. Um, but I saw it online and then I had the nice surprise of seeing it in Columbus actually. And, and I kept going to it and I'm like, you know, for me to see it online and like it and then see it in person, I, I, I need to pick up this pipe or I'm going to regret it. So, um, I think how it feels in my hand has more power over how it looks or the finish or, or something like that. And you're also, you're not limited to very small pipes either. You, you're smoking average size to average to large and all different sizes. Right. Right. I would say that my St. Patrick's Day pipe is definitely one of the larger pipes I have. It's not necessarily huge, but it does have a bigger bowl and it's, it's a heavier pipe. Um, and then I also have um, a Missouri Meerschaum as well, a hardwood. So it just kind of depends on, on how I'm feeling that day or, or what I'd, I'd like to smoke. All right. It's been almost a year now. How many pipes do you own? Um, I currently own, I believe, four pipes. So you haven't gone hog wild crazy. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, are there pipes of... Chris's that you kind of borrow every once in a while and smoke them? Um, yeah, definitely in the beginning. Um, I obviously didn't have a pipe, and I didn't want to go through investing in an expensive pipe if it wasn't something that I was going to be able to see myself doing. Um, but I would say after having my first pipe, I was like, okay, I kind of need to get a pipe now. Um, so occasionally um, we'll share if we're at a pipe show and, and I haven't had a chance to clean my pipes, we'll I'll use one of his clean ones or that type of thing. Or if um, if he has something that's particularly good and he wants me to try it really quick, I'll I'll take a sip of his pipe. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of fun to be able to pass the pipe back and forth and see what each other's it smoking. Is. Exactly. When you first started smoking out in public, did you did you get any uh, any weird looks, any uncomfortable stares, any? Uh, odd feelings um it was definitely something i had to work up to um it was the same thing with cigars too um i was always kind of a little self-conscious i think like any first-time pipe smoker or cigar smoker um is someone going to be doing it wrong or am i going to look like whatever and and i think you quickly get over that though especially in situations where in your you're in a pipe shop or you're at a show and and you're with other pipe smokers it just all feels very natural and it doesn't feel awkward at all but I, I will definitely say the first time that I smoked my pipe at the, the local shop I was a little nervous I'm like okay I'm going to do this and it's going to be fine and it, it worked out I, I <laughs> tend to be a bit of a spaz but uh, now I, I don't think 
I ever had any uncomfortable moments per se. I mean, sometimes you're wondering if people are watching you or whatever. But you get over that when you realize you're all there for the same reason to enjoy pipe tobacco and cigars and, and having a nice time. And you're not. Uh, uh, we we figured out prior that if I was a very promiscuous teenager, um, you're. It's possible that you could be my child. Uh, not for a lack of trying on my part, but so you're not exactly you're you're still a young, married professional couple. No uh, no hesitation from the guys when you showed up at the Chicago Pipe Show to talk to you. No uh, no feelings of gosh you don't belong there. No, not at all. Um, say the only time that I've ever felt that way was actually going to cigar night. And and one of the guys asked my husband, he's like, oh, wow, how'd you get your girl to come here and have a cigar with you or make her have one? So that was kind of an awkward moment. But with the pipe guys, I've never felt weird or or anything like that. Um, Obviously a bit nervous, just making sure that I'm lighting my pipe the right way or that type of thing. But I think that's that's sort of something that'll happen to any first-time pipe smoker or new pipe smoker. you want to make sure you're doing it right. And, and it's also nice, too, because you do get tips from smokers as well. Um, I remember at the Chicago show, um, I had some of the guys give me tips on how I could, could do something differently to help it stay lit. So, I don't know, it's a learning experience. Was, uh, was Chicago your first pipe show? Yes. Chicago, luckily, was, was my first pipe show, which um, not everyone has the privilege of, of doing. So I uh, I got through into one of the biggest shows. That's my first show. Yes, welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, as a fir- as a first time pipe show attendee, what did you think? What what did you think going in, and what was what was different for you once you got there? Um, I honestly had no idea what to expect. Um, Chris had been to a couple of local shows and and was able to tell me about those and. And I obviously looked at the pictures online from the Chicago shows in the past. Um, I, I expected a busy time, um, but I did not expect to be up until at least two or three every morning, um, just sitting outside having a, and, and hanging out with people. So that part of it, and being exhausted the next day. Um, but uh, I was also taken aback just by the sheer amount of pipes. Like you end up going on pipe overload by day two, and and it's hard to kind of sift your way through that that maze of pipes so it helps having an action plan and and knowing what you're looking for and and looking at the vendor list to make sure that you get to see everybody that you want to see um i think going back next year i'll definitely do that so i i can catch everything there is it's it's almost too much to see in just a couple days did you find yourself forgetting where you saw what pipe and you wanted to go back and look at that and you couldn't remember where it was I try to like remember the color of the tablecloth or where it was at, um, and yeah, I definitely forget where I saw something or, or what it was and that type of thing. So take a notepad; that is helpful. Did you get a chance to sample a bunch of tobaccos while you were there? That is the one thing that I did not get to do. Um, I think I was more focused on looking at pipes because I definitely wanted to pick up a pipe while I was there. Um, I think. Looking at the Cornell and Deal was just overwhelming as well. Um, so you kind of have to have an idea of, of what tobaccos are out there, what new ones are out there, and which ones you want to sample. And I didn't have a chance to do that before the show. So I actually didn't do that as much as I did, though. 
um, going room to room. Um, people are so giving and thoughtful, um, and they're more than welcome and happy to share their tobaccos with you. So I actually, that's actually how I ended up sampling a lot of tobaccos. The flip side of it, though, is if you sample an older one and you like it, <laughs> you're not going to be able to find it. <laughs> so, you, you can find it. You're just going to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. So that was nice, is being able to, to have people generously let you try some of their older tobaccos, because that's an experience that you're not going to have um, in your everyday life, for sure, just going to different pipe shops. So we're, that was unique. We're going to take a break right here. We've got a ton of more questions for you, and then maybe we'll uh, get Chris on the phone, too, and I'll ask him a few questions. So hang on with me. We'll be right back in just a minute. The term one-stop shop is so overused. There's no place that is literally a one-stop shop. Well, guess what? When it comes to your quality tobacco products, there is. It's cupojoes.com. With hundreds of pipe tobacco blends, thousands of pipes in stock, a wide variety of cigars, coffees, accessories, and so much more. All you have to do is go to cupojoes.com, and there it is, cupojoes.com. Quality products, extraordinary prices. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including Calabash, Claws, Dragons, Horror, even a sexy series. MeershamStore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years. We are back. Nicole's still with us. Nicole, I wanted to, I want to say first of all, we've had dinner a couple of times after the shows, and you you just hang in there like one of the guys. It's been you've been at some pretty rough dinner tables with me and Levon Eric there and a couple others. So I automatically congratulate you on that. Uh, <laughs> however, the first time I met you, you were sitting outside with Lee at the pipe making seminar in Chicago. Did you make a pipe? Were you part of the seminar? Yes, I was actually happy to be part of the seminar. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I did make a pipe. Um, I started on the second one, and that one is still in progress. Um, but um, I made sort of a straight billiard, I guess is what you would call it, um, natural finish, um, and had some help by some amazing pipe makers um, to help guide us down the path of not messing up our, our block of briar. <laughs> So I like to call it a team effort, but um, it was amazing just to go through the process, um, see exactly how it's done, and, and really learn more about the pipe parts and, and everything that goes into making one. Well, that that would explain why you were kind of pipe-focused during the show, because um, mm-hmm. you've just been taken through the... Do they take you through the entire process of making a pipe from a raw block of wood? We actually start with pre-drilled kits from uh, Nemo. Um, He donates them to the club, and then um, they take us through um, drawing your shape on the actual block, taking into consideration the type of block it is and and what you want to get out of it, and they sort of guide you down a path of of making your pipe from there. Who are the pipe makers that help out? Because I I know Lee's there. Lee's in there. Um, Brian is also in there. He um, is sort of the person from the Chicago Pipe Club that's on. I believe it was also 
Rex Bogenpole. I, I think I just butchered his last name. <laughs> Sorry, no. Rex. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was I Brian Ruthenberg, uh, Rex Bogenpol, uh, mm-hmm. Lee Von Eric. Yes, Lee was there. Um, Andy Peterson was there as well. From Iowa. Uh, yes. So, I mean, with, Brad Davis was also there. With Lee there, you have about 150 years of pipe making experience alone. In itself, yes, that's yeah. true. He has a wealth of knowledge. And, and he came in, I want to say, when I was drawing on my pipe and and uh, definitely steered me from doing something definitely wrong with, with what I had. Um, and it was neat listening to him give examples and ideas on how to actually sketch it out on the block, things to consider, um, and then also his drafting background, um, how that goes into mapping a pipe and making sure everything's lined up and equal and even. Um, that was a really good lesson in, in uh, pipe making, definitely, that not everyone gets to see. And did the pipe come out the way you thought it would from visualizing the block to the finished pipe? Um, I would say the shape was there. Um, I had sort of envisioned something that would have been way overachiever for a first-time <laughs> pipe. Um, but I, uh, what I came out with in, in watching it go through the process made sense. Um, it made sense that it ended up being that shape and that size, and, and I was definitely pleased how it came out. Um, I can be a bit of a perfectionist, though, so I have to remind myself to stop sanding <laughs> or else you won't have a pipe left. <laughs> but um, that was probably my favorite part was, was the sanding part and the finishing part and, and sort of perfecting it that way and really watching it come together. What other seminars did you go to at the Chicago Pipe Show? Because there's a ton of and you can't get to all of them. No, you, you definitely can't get to all of them. Um, and what we found ourselves doing was talking out and missing the seminars. <laughs> Um, we did have the pleasure of sitting in on the um, Pipes Magazine seminar. Yeah, that that was, was really, really amazing. That was boring. I was there. It was not boring. It was, well, okay, you were there. But um, it was interesting to see sort of the history of the show, what you guys go through to produce it, and, and where some of the sound bites come from, the meaning behind those. Um, it was definitely interesting and, and definitely entertaining to watch. <laughs> That's me, entertaining, not much else. Um, what else did, did you get? Did you get to any of the other ones? Um, we did not get to go to, um, I'm trying to think of one of the other ones we were going to go to. The <laughs> Ebonite one is the one that I really wanted to go to as well. And we unfortunately missed that one. So going to next year's Chicago Pipe Show, which is coming up in six months or so, yeah. what, are, what are you most looking forward to again? Um, I would say definitely the seminar. Um definitely catching back up with the people that we met and the friends that we made, um, as well as meeting new friends. I think the social aspect of the show is is invaluable. Um, the people that you get to, to hang out with and, and see, um, it's definitely a pleasure, and it's not something that you, you get to do in your everyday life. Um, I would also say I'm looking forward to seeing more of the pipes this year and really, really looking at them versus just walking by a table and seeing a, a sea of pipes. Um, this year, I want to focus a little bit more on exactly what I see um, before we go, and then also the tobaccos, um, checking out what's there, and then the vintage tobaccos, because I didn't really get to look for those this year, and I think next year, I, I want to focus more on that, too. Uh, you also went to the Columbus Pipe Show, and then you guys went to the little uh, pipe event in Nashville. Can you Can you give everybody just a quick difference between 
Chicago, Columbus, and that kind sure. of? Sure. Um, I would say Columbus, um, pipe show-wise, is, is sort of a standard pipe show format where you've got all of your tables set up, you've got your vendors. Um, you get a good range of, of pipe makers um, as far as styles and price points and, and all of that. Um, I would say the difference with that in Nashville is this was Nashville's first year. Um, and it had a different kind of hangout feel, which was actually kind of nice. Um, it came, it was more, uh, um, I, I, would, I don't want to say networking event, but it was more of a time for you to really get to spend time with the pipe makers, see their work, um, and, and explore the show in that way. Really anxious and, and happy to see what they do with it next year, because I know that they've got some amazing plans as far as, as putting it in an actual um, center and, and doing it that way. But it was a nice change to just have more of a social setting um, with the, the one day and then the um, vendors the next day. It was really cool. What else besides pipe smoking do you uh, do you enjoy doing? Mm, good question. Um, currently, it feels like all of my time is, is occupied by work. Um, and currently, we um, have just moved into a home. So a lot of our time is, is spent getting things together there. Um, but I would say outside of that, we definitely do um, our vacations are outdoorsy types of vacations. We like to hike. Um, we like to visit new places, see new things. Um, we also like to drive. Um, I think part of, of traveling is, is the drive and, and getting there, and we definitely enjoy doing that. Um, and we also have a pseudo kind of car hobby, um, which we have kind of been neglecting for the last several years. I think pipe make, or pipe smoking has replaced it but uh we enjoy just relaxing and hanging out and just having a nice time some guys will ask me if i want to you know why don't i ride a motorcycle or why don't i have a fancy car i just invite them into the house and tell them to look at my pipe racks exactly (laughs) there you go (laughs) and it's money well spent i don't have to change the oil on them no not at all and and they're not going to break like a car break so well, yeah, you you overheat them and run them hot for a while. They'll they'll uh, you can crack a crack a head gasket on your pipe. To be kind to them a little bit. Nicole, if it's all right with you right now, I'd like to grab Chris, who's on hold, and bring him in with us. Are you are you ready? I think I am. Sure. Okay, here we go. All right, Chris, are you there? Yes, I am. Please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, uh, Chris Stout, better known as Nicole's husband. I don't know if I would say that's better known. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that now that I've got both of you on the line, please try not to act like married people and talk over each other like my wife and I do, so that we can hear each, <laughs> each one of you clearly. Um, Chris, in particular, on your perspective, what did you think when Nicole came to you and said, you know what, I think I'd like to try a pipe? Um, I was definitely happy um, that she'd be able to share in the hobby with me. Um, She had been smoking cigars with me um, for probably a year or so prior to that, and um, it was nice, And, and me... Um, pretty much with any type of hobby that I do, kind of get immersed in it. And um, I really like teaching people about it, um, at least to my ability. 
uh, when I can. So, um, you know, if you ask anybody that's asked me anything about pipes or cigars, and I end up going on a, a rant for an hour or so, and then they're like, okay, uh, I think I'm done. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I give up. I'll try it. <laughs> right. All right, so I've been married for over 23 years. I've been unsuccessful in getting my wife to, well, she tried two puffs off of a cigar once. Is there anything that you can suggest to me or any of our other listeners that might want to get our significant others involved in the hobby? Anything you can suggest to us to get them to try it? Hmm, that's, that's a difficult one because um, I really didn't do anything. Um <laughs> So I'm not exactly sure what the secret is. All right. In that case, we'll just roll right through that. Uh, have you had any any weird looks from people, any weird, uncomfortable stares or feelings or questions from people when they when they ask you about your wife smoking a pipe or even smoking a cigar? No. Um, I mean, especially with pipes, I think, in general, the pipe community is pretty relaxed um and i've never really had any strange looks or, or comments or anything like that um only we we had one incident at a cigar dinner um <laughs> where the guy had asked you know well how did you how did you get your wife to, to smoke a cigar like, i didn't <laughs> it's like she asked for one so um I definitely see a, a, a big difference in the two cultures as far as cigars and pipes, but um, anytime we've been around uh, pipe people, I guess you could say, um, the community as a whole, everybody is so friendly, so um, so nice. So I've, I've never really experienced any negativity from anyone. Now, I'm going to ask both of you a question. Uh, the same question will go ladies first. So here it is. Are you ready? Simply describe the the difference in experience between smoking a cigar and smoking a pipe. Hmm. Simply. Um, I would say the biggest difference would be uh, the amount of time, I guess. And pipe smoking, I think, is, is much more of a sort of hands-on, you're lighting the pipe, it's, it's ritualistic, versus cigar smoking, which is pretty simple. Um, as far as your puffing and, and that type of thing. So I guess that's the big difference. Uh, I would are both relaxing, but in different ways. Um, and they can be enjoyed with different things. And now, the male opinion. Uh, she definitely stole the ritualistic part of it uh, right out of my mouth. That <laughs> That's probably one of the things that's the biggest difference for me, um, for pipe smoking, taking the time to um, prepare your tobacco, pack the bowl, um, it's a little bit more of a, I guess you could say, tender process than, than uh, smoking a cigar. Um, you know, and it leads all the way through after finishing smoking, taking care of your pipes, cleaning them. Um, whereas with cigar smoking, it, it, it's definitely, I guess, a more straightforward process, a little bit quicker. Um, you know, if, if you're in a bit of a time constraint, you don't have time to sit down and relax which, I mean, you can still do with a cigar. Um, but that, along with um, the flavor differences, really uh, is what took me by surprise how much difference in flavor there was um, between cigars and pipes, and not 
not just including, you know, taste or aromatic tobaccos, but just um, natural tobacco as it as it own as its own. Um, the difference in where those tobaccos came from in a cigar, as opposed to in a pipe, really, I guess, kind of took me by surprise when I first uh, started between the two. All right, now we'll go to your your own personal pipes, Chris. How many do you how many do you have in your collection? Oh, um, off the top of my head, I probably say around thirty or so. And now, when you two go to a pipe show together, uh, is the budget is the budget split evenly over who's going to get to um, buy what, or is there an advantage to one side or the other? Not really. Um, actually, at the Chicago show this past year, um, we really didn't have a, our minds set on you know who was going to get a pipe or or, or what. Um, so we didn't really have a, a set budget per pipe, I guess, so, sp- so to speak. Um, but I guess it really just depends on what comes up at the show. Um, like at the, the Columbus show this past year, um, is when she saw um, the bats and that she picked up uh, Egbert, and um, that just so happened to be in the case there uh, at Smoker's Haven. And she, I remember she had mentioned it to me months prior um, when she had saw it online, and uh, I'm like, you're never going to guess what's sitting over here in this case right now. <laughs> so um, she ended up taking that one home. Um, but, you know, in Chicago, I ended up picking up uh, a couple pipes, uh, one from Andy Peterson, one from Wayne Typen. Um, and she didn't, she did not get a pipe at Chicago. So, I mean, it, it kind of goes back and forth. At the pipe making seminar, who made a better looking pipe? You or Nicole? Oh, better, better looking. That's definitely, uh, definitely a hard question to answer there. Um, <laughs> Personally, I would say <laughs> the safe answer is her, of course. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but I guess I'm I'm kind of partial to mine because um, because I had uh, Rad Davis help me blast it, and of course I love his sandblast, so um, I'm definitely partial to mine. All right, now I'll give both of you the chance because. Nicole, since you're coming up on your first anniversary of pipe smoking, and uh, Chris, you've been around it a while now, so you're you're more of a journeyman in this. Uh, but I'll give you the chance to turn the tables on me if there's any questions you want to ask. Fire away. Ladies first. All right. Uh, this is just a fun one. <clears throat> it is the end of the world, and uh, what pipe tobacco do you choose to smoke? Oh, my favorite, my number one that I have a whole bunch of. But you're not going <laughs> Not going to tell you. Haha. Nice try. Thanks. <laughs> but but let's put it this way. It's all packed in one very large box ready to go if I need to. <laughs> Anything else? I guess, I, guess um, I really only have one question for you, I guess. Um, throughout the time that you've been in the industry, um, and also, the, just the time that you've smoked the pipe, what what's the biggest obstacle um, that you've ran into, I guess? Or maybe the biggest obstacle that you've overcome? 
Well, I think there's there's two parts to that to that question. I mean, the biggest obstacle that I have now is obviously it's finding places where you can enjoy your pipe during the day. I, I, I smoke my pipes all day long. I'm lucky enough to be able to smoke at work. I'm lucky enough to be able to smoke at home. But when we go out for a day or when you go away for a couple of days, it's really hard to find places to comfortably smoke your pipe all day because rental cars you can't smoke in smoking hotel rooms are hard to find and and so on and so on um the biggest obstacle that i overcame was figuring out how to pack the bowl the way that works for me and once i figured out how to pack the bowl and then found the tobacco that i like now i'm able to tailor that to any pipe that i get and even though i may predominantly only smoke one tobacco because I smoke it in all kinds of different pipes and you know, different styles of pipes. I can get different variations out of it. Um, let's wrap this up with the uh, with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. And uh, Chris, unfortunately, Nicole's the only one that gets to answer this. So, are you ready? No, no, it's quite alright. Ready. Okay. What's your favorite pipe? Um, I'm gonna say my Batson for right now. What's your favorite tobacco? Um, I'm going to go with Penzance. What's your favorite drink? Mm, coffee. Easy. And when it's relaxation time, is it a book, movie, a movie, or music? Mm, music. Any particular kind? Jazz. And finally, although it's only been almost a year now, What's your favorite pipe smoking memory so far? So far? Um, it's going to have to be um, probably after the Columbus show. Uh, we were all outside on the patio at the hotel smoking and just having a great time. And, and uh, it's, it's like you know, you've never met a stranger. Um, I would say that's definitely my most favorite memory from this last year. And you, and you survived a pretty raucous dinner that night, too. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was uh, definitely one to, I'm, I'm proud of that I made it through. <laughs> With that, we'll wrap it up and say thank you to both of you. Thank you for your time, and you are now the first official couple that's ever been interviewed on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Brian. It's an honor. Happy holidays to you. Happy New Year. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. So there you have it, a couple on the radio show. And uh, Kevin... 
told me during the commercial there that I said ton of more, which probably means I shouldn't drink a whole bunch before I start doing this, which for me a whole bunch is one shot or two. A couple of points that Nicole brought up that I think everybody ought to listen to, especially pipe club organizers or pipe show organizers, a vendor list in advance would be really nice. Help plan out who's going to be there and help the attendees get a good uh, a good look at how to map out their their trip. And yes, we as experienced pipe smokers, we as pipe smokers, we should always be happy to see another pipe smoker, no matter how much experience they have, nor what they are smoking. It doesn't matter. We're all pipe smokers. All right, going to music, going to music. Uh, a friend of mine in Houston goes by the uh, uh, goes by the alias of Doctor Bubble. He's a big fan of Freddie King now, but Freddie King didn't smoke a pipe, but he sure could smoke a guitar. And here's a little uh, Freddie King blues Christmas. One and only Freddie King with Christmas Tears. Ooh. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! 
All right, in Santa's mailbag, a whole bunch of comments from last week. Uh, my friend Peter Field writes in, Everything I know about Barlings I learned tonight. DS Twisted Sister was my next-door neighbor's friend for 23 years. Some great music and memories. D is a great guy. Uh, John Seiler, not a fan of Twisted Sister. He gave it the ah-okay on the music. Sorry, John. I hope this one suits you a little bit better. Uh, Dino said, A truly entertaining and informative conversation with Jesse. Uh, Jesse is, I just figured out, the first guest on the radio show that is also listed on the Internet Movie Database, or imdb.com. So you can go look and see a whole bunch more stuff from him. Uh, Dino went on to say, Twisted Sister singing Oh Come All Ye Faithful next year, perhaps Kyle Cartman and the gang singing Dreidel. Um, I did a Cartman Hanukkah song or Christmas song last year. <laughs> Got a little feedback from that. Uh, Scott Thiele took the time to write in and I wanted to make sure and thank Jesse for his contributions to Pipedia. Yeah, Pipedia is a great, valuable source and there's a ton of really good reading on there. Uh, Neil Kay says, Traditional English Pipes, Lonesome Dove Contributor, Christ Exalting Twisted Christmas, Rock and Roll, Pipe Smoking Frosty, and Hawaii Five O Doesn't get much better than this. Happy Five O, Kevin. Kevin, remember... You're 50 now. Slow down a little bit. Had a couple other folks also agree that uh, the show is their only pipe club as well. I'm really glad that that's what, it, that's what it's meant to you and that's what it means and it's reached that level. It is, uh, that was the intention, was to make this sound like a pipe club and make every one of us out there just part of a uh, big old happy community. Let's get a few more in here while we've got time. White Spot said, Brian, great show as always. I have a question about the audiobooks you mentioned. You said that Fred Hanna's The Perfect Smoke was available on audible.com. I'm sorry, I goofed. Uh, Rick Newcomb's book is on audible.com, the audio version, over seven hours. Fred Hanna's book is available through amazon.com on Kindle, and apparently there are apps that will convert uh, amazon.com stuff for kindle over and i don't understand any of that app stuff i still use books with pages and paper cuts and all that but anyway it is there my apologies for that one uh mr lowercase wrote in first big ups to brian for setting such a comfortable stage once again the interviews always have a very natural flow and the interviewee seems at ease must be the good vibes uh, he goes on to talk about how uh, Tarzana existed in Southern California and goes on further to say, but I must offer mild dissent and say it was iWorks Studio that invented the multiplane. Please pardon my nerdiness, but I'm a screwball fan and like cartoons that are cartoony. It was, uh, Ub iWorks was working for Walt Disney at the time. The patent for the multiplane camera was awarded to Walt Disney Productions, invented by Walt Disney, although iWorks was involved in it. So look up the patent, do the search. And yeah, Tron and Something Wicked This Way Comes, all, all great movies. Rent them, buy them, find them. They're classics now. And finally, Ed Green wrote... Uh, as a lifelong Coltrane fan, I just found out that he smoked a pipe also. How about some train one show? 
You know what? That's a great idea. I thought we played some Coltrane. Kevin, if you can check and see, that would be wonderful. Uh, if not, maybe I'll get a chance over the holidays to get caught up. And real quickly, my friend Dan Locklear sent me three different things. Two from the Wall Street Journal. One is the header of the book section. The header of the book section of the Sunday or the Saturday Sunday weekend edition of the Wall Street Journal shows a man sitting in an easy chair with a book with a pile of books by him and a cat and he's smoking a pipe. The Wall Street Journal also went on to write an article, and we'll put a link to it on the show page. These dens are smoking. All about smoking dens that are being built into houses, and some of these houses are, well, some of the smoking dens are bigger than our first house was. But uh, anyway, those are people of uh, very well-to-do, and they're building in uh, smoking rooms into their houses. And lastly, but not least, Dan forwarded this to me. My son's college, Appalachian State University, for years has a mascot named Yosef, Y-O-S-E-F. And for years and years and years, as the Appalachian State University Mountaineers, Yosef was pictured smoking a corncob pipe. Uh, apparently, it went away in the 70s and came back about two years ago for a limited release of official logoed items. Well, guess what? Yosef with a pipe is back as a licensed official logo of Appalachian State University. Go Mountaineers. Sorry, all you Michigan fans. Anyway, uh, great to see that the college is allowing Yosef back. And I do know that the college also has a uh, former chancellor named Plemons, and he was a pipe smoker, and the statue of him right out in front of the Plemons Student Union has a pipe smoking in it. I've probably... He's holding a pipe in it. I've probably mentioned it before, but I always like that you're supposed to be 50 feet away from the door when you smoke on campus, but the statue's about uh, 20 feet away, so I figure if I'm standing by the statue, I'm safe. All right, covered it all. Rant time, coming up next. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented Perfect Match system. Try it at SutlifeTobacco.com. Go to SutlifeTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. Boy. 
the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, the rush to get ready, the rush to make sure that everything's done. For me here at work, it's been rush, rush, rush to get to the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year, get everything ready, and the hustle and bustle, and the time flies by. Well, I've got two weeks coming up where... I don't have to worry about Brigham and Brigham USA. Yeah, we do have a couple of pipe, Pipes Magazine radio shows to do, but those are fun. What I've got to do is I've got to focus on unplugging. Unplug, relax, and enjoy the time. Enjoy the moment. No, it doesn't have to be big and fancy. It may be a trip to the movies, but I'm going to unplug and unwind. When we get on the cruise ship, no cell phone, no computer, not taking any of it. Just unplug, unwind, and completely relax. And one of the things I want every one of us to do is to spend some time with loved ones, spend some time with friends, or even better, spend some time in some quiet relaxation, contemplation, whatever it may be. Grab your pipe, grab a book, sit back, unplug from modern technology, relax from the world. And as a suggestion, if you've got some extra time this holiday season and you want to relax, here's a couple of things that I'm going to do that I'm looking forward to. I've got some reading to get caught up on. There's a couple of movies coming out that I want to see. But sitting at home, things to do to occupy your holiday time and to help you get away from all that and decompress, read PipesMagazine.com, there's been a lot going up on the website lately. Lots of stuff for me to get caught up on because these last six weeks have been just rush, 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 getting ready for the holiday season. I'm going to go back and listen to some old episodes. Going back and listening to some old episodes reminds me of what Martini Man said. Uh, At first, uh, he says, at first it was a bit bumpy, but now I'm addicted to a wonderfully executed podcast Being a friend with Mike Gar, I liked that one the best, but everyone is very informative and entertaining. Keep up the good work. So I want to spend some time re-listening to some of the old shows. A while back, somebody, I can't remember who, and I don't have it in front of me, wanted me to talk more about me. Want to learn more about me? Go over to oompal.com and listen to Oli's interview of me. While you're over there, want to learn more about Kevin? Listen to Kevin on the oompal.com podcast. And a little uh, more about me, if, if you got about three hours, Stories of the Magic, the podcast, Stories of the Magic, three hours about me, primarily Disney-related. But those are just some things to sit back, relax, and unplug with. Want to get into some really good pipe reading? Go check out Pipedia. There's a lot of stuff over there, lots of places to enjoy and find all kinds of new information on pipes and pipe makers and if you got something contribute to it all right folks that wraps it up wish you all a merry christmas we will be back on thursday the 26th at 8 p.m eastern time yes every week 8 p.m eastern time and if you get a chance please do leave us an itunes rating or review we do appreciate that so i wish you all the best this holiday season and until next time bomba
are impersonated. Kevin, wake up. Show's over. Kevin, wake up. It's bedtime. <laughs>